What's the name of this place? Bangkok Cuisine. It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com. We're in the Bangkok Cuisine in downtown Detroit. Uh, it's home. It's I love being here, and I'm with uh, a couple of the extraordinary, very heartwarming, loving people that I've been meeting for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Robin Uzuri. Asuri. Asuri. Mm -hmm. And Colin... McConnell. McConnell. And I... Uh, I heard about uh, Colin of a friend was showing me some t-shirts that he makes and I just loved what they were. He's, he's got one on right now and it says uh, believe in believe there is good in Detroit and then and that's what the whole phrase says and then in red letters the be the good. It, you have to see the graphic but the whole thing is the feeling behind it is just so authentic and and just such a I think a, a great metaphor for what people do feel about Detroit, people who love the city. And he's got a whole line of them, and he was just showing us one that he had originally made for Prince Fielder, and then it turned out that someone who is a Prince impersonator at Eastern Market that I talk about all the time loves that shirt. But more importantly was I saw Colin at Slow Roll that I've been talking about so much over the last year, and I was on the one last Monday, and he was in the street with his shirt on. I said, you got to be Colin. He just had a great energy, and he sent me a note on Facebook, which was really nice. He said, Let, let's hook up and say hello. So so Colin, give us some background on uh, your experience and your, your time on your bike in the streets of Detroit and the whole slow roll and the bicycle movement and, and the energy in this wonderful city that we all love so much. Yeah, I, I started uh, our clothing company, Detroit Respect, uh, a couple years ago. Uh, the logo of Detroit Respect, as we were talking about earlier, is actually an equal sign. And we did that on purpose because we feel everyone's equal no matter race, gender, age. And uh, we just wanted to show our love for Detroit and we didn't feel that there was... Um, positive clothing lines really out there at the time um, that were really trying to think outside the box and really incorporate fashion but also make you think and so we, we launched it and it's the positive message we've been getting has been amazing we've gotten some negative but that's why we created the shirt so that when you read it you might see believe there's good in Detroit but also you can say that there's be the good in Detroit so if someone says I don't believe there's good in Detroit then we say then be the good come down here be a part of what we're doing and and be a part of this movement and this new renaissance that's going on wow hearing you articulate it that way gives me a whole different look at the shirt now <laughs> yeah. I mean that's really that is the message that goes with it I, isn't that great I mean I didn't pick that up like then yeah. be the good mm -hmm. you know I mean it, it was kind of inherent and in just thinking for me and for all of us, right, to be the good. But really to say to other people, hey, if you're going to be a naysayer, how about be the good? And I like that. I'm glad we had a chance to have this chat right now so I could see more of that. Slow roll. I do go to a lot of them, the bicycle events, every Monday night. What Last week, when we must have been three, 4,000 bikers. Mm -hmm. And a uh, wonderful ride. Yeah, I started doing slow roll uh, with a few of my friends uh, back when it first started. So in its infancy, there was about 40 to 50 of us. And it was just more like, as I'm sure you talk about on the show, that it was just two guys that were playing video games in their apartment in Detroit and and uh, drinking wine. And then that's their big joke. And so they just said, you know what, let's just go for a bike ride. And then it turned to what it is now, having an, an Apple commercial. And, you know, and it's it's amazing the people that are coming down here and everyone's you know, I talked to the police, and they said, we love when you guys come here because it's positive. It's no, We've never had any problems with any 4,000 people riding 13 miles in Detroit, and they're like, we've never had a problem. So it's, it's what Detroit's all about, and it's good to show people that there is great things in here, not just ruins, but there's beauty 
um, amongst the ruins. Recreation destination is what I always say. Detroit in the summertime, it's every bit as pretty as Hawaii. You know, everybody says, why Detroit when you're living in Hawaii? Well, because Detroit is home. I love it. I love being here in the summertime. Hot time in the city is just a it's just a great time. We had the, the largest free uh, jazz festival was last weekend. The Detroit Jazz Festival was unbelievable. The number of people and the, the type and the, the of entertainment that was showcased in the city. And, and um, I just, you know, there's, when you get on a bicycle, I don't care if it's in Kailua, Kona, you know, in Hawaii or wherever, it's so playful when you're on a bicycle. And I remember Jason reading something or talking, one of the founders of Slow Roll. He hadn't been on a bike much growing up. And he said when he came back to the city after moving away, he got on a bicycle and he realized, wow, this is really different. <laughs> and I always felt that. We used to ride our bike to work all the time. Herbert and I would ride a tandem down Jefferson to the store. And, you know, it was we had a bike day once, so we had about 50 people. And then we started our runs with a few hundred runners, grew into thousands and thousands. The first run that was ever put on in the streets of Detroit. And that's yes, what we I always said. I say that every year during the marathon. I'm like, this is not the original run. I say that every year. I knew I was right. Well, yeah, I, I you, yeah, and we helped the Free Press get their marathon started yes. in the Tricky Trot. Yes. And Bob McCabe, who did the Detroit Grand Prix, used right. to say to me, because I used to always say, the streets are the greatest asset we have. When everybody would say, go do it in Belle Isle, I'd say, no, the streets are the greatest asset we have. We need to use them more for recreation. And who knows that better than people who live in neighborhoods playing basketball and throwing the ball in the streets because mm -hmm. that is their playground. Yes. You know, so they have the runs and stuff. But, you know, just watching you with what you're doing with your shirt and the pride that Pat Cunningham had when she showed them to me. She worked at Blue Cross for like 30 years. Then she, she was looking all over the suburbs where to open a business. She said, I'm coming right back downtown. She's a block from where she worked for years with a beautiful uh, laundromat that's something that's really needed in the city. But as we were talking there, everybody riding by in their bike. Bicycles. Look at here. We're looking out the window. You see the people riding by. They're parked everywhere. It's not just playful. It's how people are getting around the city. Yeah, when I first moved down here, I didn't even have a bike. I never rode a bike till I was eight years. You know, eight years old. I got rid of it and got a skateboard. And so I bought a bike, being in my late thirties, and uh, <laughs> it, you know, having to get used to that soreness and that I was like uh, my bum and everywhere in my legs. So, but now it's got to the point where I'm riding at least seventy miles a day. And um, right now I'm working on doing a charity ride from Detroit to Baltimore, you know, so that people can understand that what Detroit's about, raising money for charities in Detroit and, and being a part. And it's all because of what Jason and them are doing and because of the city. It's just, it, we're called uh, Detroit, you know, the Motor City, but it really is Detroit Bike City. Mm -hmm. It's to see 4,000 people get together every Monday is, is mind-blowing. And that's not the only bike events that go on. Ooh. Every day there's something going on somewhere. I love the one a couple of weeks ago that was Handlebars for Homeless, yeah. and Tom Page led that. So tell us about, Colin, your Detroit Respect. Uh, the website is Detroit Respect. DetroitRespect.com. Uh, yeah. And on Facebook? Uh, we're all over. We're on Facebook at Detroit Respect, Instagram, Vine, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, we're huge in social media, and it's been a grace for our, our line. And tell us about the uh, ride you're putting together going to Baltimore. Well, it just happened where uh, a couple of slow riders and I were drinking um, some cocktails. And uh, we just, he said he had a lot of connections at a huge charity event in Maryland. And I said, well, let's do Michigan to Maryland. And I kind of said as a joke, but then next thing you know, we get fired up and we're working on some solar, you know, uh, carts to go on the back of our bike and so it can charge our computers and our phones. And we're going to try and make it very interactive so that people can follow a hashtag. And so we're hoping to do that in May. And right now we're just looking at sponsors. And, and how many, the two, the two of you? Or it was actually going to be four of us. We're oh, calling I love our, it. 
call ourselves the Four Horsemen. Okay. Yeah, because normally the Four Horsemen is known for bad and the apocalypse, but what we're doing is creating, when you see us Four Horsemen coming, positivity and raising money for a cause and for charity. So. I, I love it. So uh, yes. we will, you'll be ambassadors going across the country because as we always say, wherever you are, wherever you live, enjoy your life, but say nice things about Detroit. And, and Detroiters aren't just people who live in the city. They're people wherever they live in the world. They can live in the suburbs from here. If Detroit is in your heart and you care about it and love it because the way Detroit goes, so goes everywhere else. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is the heartbeat of this metropolitan area. Yeah. And I think people are starting to realize that, that, that you know, the city is a vital part of whatever, wherever they live. Yeah, and it, it, what's, what's crazy is that our online sales are all over the world. You know, and it's amazing. Like just yesterday, we had somebody from London buy something for somebody that lived in New Orleans. You know, we have people in Paris buy our things because people love Detroit and they want to see us succeed and they want to see us be what we're meant to be. You know, and the, and it's we do get a bad image, but there's also the people that have transplanted in other states that are saying, "Wow, maybe I should move back." You know, they, I'm missing out on something. Uh, right now, uh, number three online sales is Austin, Texas, for Detro for our Detroit clothing company. Because it's people, there's so much love for Detroit in other states. And and you know that that's my niece lives in Austin, Texas, and she's got my, one of my say nice things about Detroit shirts, and which is great because they send me pictures every time they go place. And my brother Max is uh, he's an actor, and he was at the South Southwest mm -hmm. conference in in Austin in uh, March. And uh, for a movie that he was doing, and he had, he he goes into his interviews with the say nice things about Detroit shirt. And Jacques Panis was the keynote speaker from Shinola mm -hmm. for uh, in Las Vegas last month. And uh, he sent me a text as I'm wearing my say nice things about Detroit shirt. And sure enough, it was all over Twitter. And I was like, yeah, go, I love it <laughs> because that's what we can do when we're, we're out there. And it isn't like just showcasing; it's really authentic. We're all feeling that we have that mm -hmm. love for it. And uh, Jason, are you cool with time? You got to run no, to Rochester. So Robin. Mm -hmm. Ursary. Uh, Rob and I met online. Uh, we actually, she came into the store two years ago, and her niece uh, just opened her, her niece, cousin. her cousin, okay. Mm -hmm. About five years ago, I got a letter. I get a lot of letters from people and have over the 30 years I've been living in Hawaii, and they're usually young people, all ages, send me letters and stuff, and, and um, I just have so many stories running that have just happened today of people I've run into, but I got a letter from someone who worked for the Detroit Economic Council, and it was a uh, uh, Kristen Uzuri, mm -hmm. and she wrote how she wanted to open a small business and just wanted some thoughts, how I felt, and I hope I wrote her back. <laughs> I usually try to write everybody back or get with them. And sure enough, I've started reading a story in the, over the last year of someone opening the uh, vegan soul food restaurant in a wonderful area in Detroit called West Village, where I lived for a long time. I lived... We drive down Parker, and I can pick out four or five different places where I lived in that area, Kirchhoff and Van Dyke, and all kinds of areas. And she's done so well with it. And uh, I, I, Robin has been in touch with me on Facebook, and I finally I wrote her a note, and I said, you know what? I just found a letter from someone with the same last name. She said, that's that, that's a family member we're very proud of. So mm -hmm. talk about your history in Detroit, and wow. Um, and, and the recreation that we all love since it's ESPNHawaii.com, yes. and I always like to talk sports. Sounds good, and I'm a coach's daughter, so I've got a lot to talk about. My father uh, was a coach in many schools. Uh, he coached for Wayne State. He does Michigan State's basketball camp every year. Uh, he coached at East Catholic. If you're a basketball person, you know East Catholic High School. Mm -hmm. uh, he coached there for years. UAD, I mentioned Wayne State. Yeah. Wayne wow. State uh, 
And my, his father was first black, you name it, he was a police officer here in Detroit, uh, first officer of rank at the 13th Precinct, which was the largest at the time. That was Harold Ussery. My dad's Roger Ussery. Um, they both played baseball together. My grandfather was in the Negro Leagues. He played for Joe Lewis's um, Punchers right out of Wheeler Center. He played for his baseball team uh, during the Le Negro Leagues, which was we're pretty proud oh, that of the that. The All-Stars, was that the name of the team? He, no, he was the, the Punchers. Oh, the Punchers. The oh, that was, yeah, oh, I didn't know about that team. Yeah, they okay. weren't as famous uh -huh. as the Stars, but they were pretty famous around Detroit. Wow. And whenever anyone sees my last name, uh, elders of a particular age, they go, do you know Hop? And I go, yeah. <laughs> and they tell me the same story. When my grandfather hit some great pitcher, it was not Satchel Paige, but it was someone, he hit him. They were out in Palmer Park, and my grandfather hit him, and the ball went across Woodward and landed in the restaurant parking lot across the street from Palmer Park. I hear the same story <laughs> every time. Nice. So it had to have happened because so many people told me that story. Um, my family's been here, both sides, my mother and my father's family. Um, I'm the fourth generation. My granddaughters are the sixth generation Detroiters. Uh, we've been here a long time. My great-grandmother on one side came in like 1915, and my great-grandmother on my other side, I'm not sure of the year that they came, but my grandmother was three. Uh, my mother was born here, my father was born here, uh, I was born here, my kids and grandkids born here. Uh, we are definitely Detroiters by choice. Uh, we're educators by choice. Uh, everybody teaches or does something <laughs> inside the school system in Detroit. Uh, sports, recreation, and education. That's what we do. And, and Robin and Colin did not know each other 10 minutes ago. <laughs> we just uh, had a couple of getting-togethers that overlapped, so we came in here to this restaurant. We're all sitting at the table, and that's what I love. I mean, people just have a, an affinity for just being comfortable with each other, don't you think? And, and Colin from Detroit Respect, what's your background and your family background in Detroit? Uh, my father and my grandfather from Detroit. Um, my father actually played uh, football in, at uh, Highland Park High School. Oh, wow. He was supposed right. to go to the pros uh, college, but then he got drafted and uh, went to the military instead. And uh, he's there actually uh, from, we're from England originally, and then I took the boat here, the boat sank. My my uh, only have about twelve survivors, wow. and uh, we just grew up in Detroit. My grandfather used to take me on top of all the buildings in Detroit, um, and they would they show me. He's like, "This is could be all you know. Everyone's the same, you know, and equal." He doesn't like. He, I grew up colorblind, you know, and that's what was great about it. It's like, but now it's like uh, seeing different races and things like that, and uh, some discrimination growing up, you know, because I'm not. Uh, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, but it's but it's beautiful because I do feel we're all family, you know, and and we're all out for the same reason, and that's just for love of Detroit. Well, it's funny you're saying about basketball game. I have a celebrity basketball game. I do. I run a charity with uh, little people where we get dwarfs adopted, uh, dwarf orphans, and we do a dwarf for celebrity basketball game. So I do since I'm at ESPN, I had to drop that. But yeah, we tell, do. Tell us, tell us a little more about that, Colin. Once again, your last name? McConnell. Okay. Yeah, Colin McConnell. Uh, we started. It's called the Cold Coalition of Dwarf Advocacy, started by actor Martin Club, who's a Detroiter. Uh, you might see him in Pirates of the Caribbean and Oz and uh, Project X. And uh, he actually just moved from L.A. back to Detroit because he loved it here so much to raise his daughter here. And um, so we just 
talking one day. We said we need to get these kids adopted because if you're born in another country as a female or a birthmark, you're instantly given up for adoption. If you're uh, born with a disability, you're either thrown in a dumpster or, you know, uh, in certain cases that we've seen is put in cages. And uh, so we've gotten uh, uh, right now about eight kids adopted. Um, there's two boys that are handcuffed to each other in a cage in China that we're trying to get to a family out here. And uh, so I said, let's do something that's fun and have a good time. So his dwarf basketball team is the two-time gold medal winning dwarf basketball team for the Olympics and uh, the Dwarf Olympics. And we took on uh, Pistons Rick Mahorn and <laughs> Jonas Drebko and Don Reed. And, uh, and we've done it um, at Mich uh, Michigan State. We've done it in Detroit and a couple times and we've done it all the way in Montana. And maybe Hawaii coming up, but yeah, we uh, and actually we're looking at going to Afghanistan next year. Um, so it's just it's a blast when you see a seven foot guy dribble a ball and then four four foot guys come and just steal it and run. Uh, it is the most fun, and it, we have a good time doing it. We usually get about 1,400, 1,500 people come out. And, and where do you have it? Uh, any anywhere they'll yeah. have us. <laughs> well, you know what is so great about doing the Emily T. Gale show on ESPNHawaii.com is I love pulling stories out of people that I don't know otherwise. You get a chance to talk, and that's also the great thing about uh, just social media, any way we meet people. It's just like Robin, you and I meeting online and little by little and as you put, I read your post and I get a little sense of your background. I had no clue about this, the athletic background. Now what was your sport of choice growing up? Were you? Now that's where yeah. my dad and I <laughs> fell out. Okay. Um, I had a jumper from anywhere on the floor. But I was a cheerleader, mm. a very proud, it's all the way through. It is. Uh, was we it also the era because it was before it Title was, IX? It was just. It was just being recognized okay. as a sport. Right. Just beginning to get right. recognized as a sport. But my dad did not believe it was a sport. My knees tell me it very much was a sport, and we had the longest season. Hello. <laughs> but the reason you did they did your school? Where'd you go to high school? I went to East Catholic High School okay. in Detroit. We began. We did were, they have a ladies, a girls basketball team? That was way did, before Title Nine, though. My dad was a coach. Okay. My, when the women's um, NBA first started, and the average age was my age at the time, my dad seriously did not speak to me during that season unless he had to. Ugh. But my younger sister who played and played well for him, all they talked about was missed opportunity by a hair. Wow. By a hair. Interesting. <laughs> I think uh, Nancy Lieberman was the first coach here of the Detroit Sparks. Nancy's a friend of mine. I put out a celebrity event for the Hilton in uh, Hawaii, and Nancy was one of our attendees. And I stayed stayed in touch with her, and every time I came, I would go to some games. And she's she's had a good career, so there have been a lot of women. But, but to grow up in a household, did you have brothers that were in one sports? Brother. Okay, he, Yes, my brother played as well. Um, he didn't go to school and play. In fact, he decided at the last minute he wasn't going at all. He went to work, and he went to Ford, Ford's plant, which we were like, okay, you know, he needs to make money now. He had a family. He began playing there. At Ford, for Ford, and there were guys who were there when my dad played at Ford. Oh, wow. My dad, that's how he paid for school. My dad went to school in California and would come home in the summer and work at the plants, but he played basketball. Basically, that's okay. what he did. He played basketball for Ford. I was thinking about what you said about your dad, and he was supposed to go on. My dad missed the draft because he was in school, thank God. But yeah, is your dad so he, still living? Yes. Oh, we gotta have to get with him on one of my basketball trips. Basketball man, if you want to know Detroit sports history, 
I'm gonna have Turn to get on the tape and let them talk. <laughs> yeah, just let them talk. Yeah. So, Colin, as you sit here, you're just meeting Robin for the first time. We meet each other for yeah. the first time. So, do you have the, the, the same feeling I always get? I get kind of teary when I think because I just love it. I love like being at the slow roll and seeing you and giving you a high sign. Is that Colin? And you know your your response and everything. I don't. It doesn't. I don't. You know, people always say Hawaii, there's lots of aloha. I say, I always say there's a whole lot of aloha in Detroit, too. It, it is amazing, the love. You know, we were just saying about uh, the shirt earlier, the Believe There's Good Detroit shirt. And I mean, to get the reaction of people, hugs, and, and people that don't even know me crying and, and, and excited because they're happy to see a positive shirt. And, uh, and it is the friendship that I've made because of just a shirt that I made. Uh, is now family, you know, mm-hmm. where I don't ever consider myself a clothing line. I consider it more like a movement and and, and that uh, I have built friendships that I'll have a lifetime just because of places that I go and the conversation that a shirt brings. Well, that's what we used to say, the uh, Say Nice Things About Detroit movement that Herb and I started back in the 70s before there was ever even a Detroit shirt. We had the very first Detroit shirt that was ever made. It was a the Detroit with the heart over it. We gave it away with a $20 purchase. But it started when we were down in Florida and uh, people were walking up and down the sidewalk saying, aren't you glad you're out of Detroit? And we were like, hey, that's not right. So we hired a banner to fly across the beaches over Easter weekend. We said, hi, Detroiters, enjoy Florida, say nice things about Detroit and then we got UPI to take a photograph of it and it, you know that was on the front page and then we did it in 38 cities when the Republicans didn't want to come to town we actually had it scheduled for all the state capitals but but it was it, we, it wasn't like let's make a shirt and put it on a th- uh, uh, as a slogan like you said a movement it was a feeling that came from our hearts it was something we really felt and then you start expressing it by putting letting people wear it on their shirts and so obviously this is something that came out of your heart that you were feeling it wasn't like oh let's sit down and figure out what kind of t-shirt you made you were feeling something and from that it just the organic evolving of what you're doing is fantastic and, and true Detroiters will know if it came from my heart or not mm-hmm. you know there's so many uh, people that have come up out of the woodworks and there's Detroit t-shirt lines that come every day mm-hmm. but I've seen some come and go very fast because people know that it's not like I said from the heart I mean I started this clothing line mainly because of my the, my sister was pregnant with my now nephew who just turned two and a half mm-hmm. And I never wanted him to grow up to see the word Detroit and then re- and see a gun, mm-hmm. you know. And which or, was the shirts that yeah, we had back in the seventies. And they're still they're yeah, still popular, you know. Yeah. And I never wanted him to see a shirt that said Detroit or degrade a woman, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's kind of where I want him to see Detroit with fun colors mm-hmm. and something that makes him happy. You know, so we have a really cute kid shirt that has the Michigan uh, train station, and it says Engine 313, you know, so that he, every time we go there, he gets so excited because it matches his shirt, and he loves trains. So it's just, it's bringing that energy and bringing him. I mean, he, he comes down here at least four times a week to see me, and we go to the museums, and we go for walks, and his favorite thing is Tiger Games. He cries when it's a rain out. He's only two and a half. <laughs> like, awesome. Colin's company is uh, Detroit Respect. It's online. He's on uh, Facebook. He's on everything. The, the, every kind of social media, but Detroit Respect and some great lines. And look, even in, in Hawaii, I run into Detroiters all the time who are there and are proud of them to say, I used to come into your store as a kid and for whatever reason they're in Hawaii now, but they they they. they they moved through the Big Island community and the Hawaii community with pride. I was over looking at the lofts the other day above uh, Roberts, Detroit Mercantile, mm-hmm. and uh, Brandon, the guy who's showing the lofts, uh, went to school in Hilo. 
uh, where I live on the Big Island of Hawaii. And, and he just said he came back here and he just really felt like he needed to stay. And uh, so stories abound. And, and Robin, yourself, you know, you live over by uh, the old uh, Tiger Stadium. And this morning we talked and we were going to get into a, um, we're going a little later. In fact, let me just check something here. Riding my bike back to Rochester. You're riding your bicycle back to Rochester, Michigan? Yeah. Okay, how far is that? Uh, it's 25 miles. So it'll take me about two hours, two and a half hours. I mean, you know, that's, I know on the Big Island of Hawaii, it'd be like people live in the Kailua Kona, the village of Kailua Kona, going up to Javi, which is the turnaround for the Iron Man. Yeah. So they get there 56 miles in, whatever it is. But, um, you know, it, you just wouldn't have heard of that. 20 years ago in Detroit, you know, even 10 years ago. Yeah. And Detroit is built like a, a wheel. The, the streets are very wide uh, streets, but the center of it in downtown and then these roads that go forever out in like the spokes of a wheel. Uh, yeah, spokes of a wheel. I was out in Grand River the other day and the person I was riding with said, yeah, remember it's all spokes. I said, yeah, but I was surprised that that person knew about Grand River going out in the angle like that. So, Robin, your dad teaching when you were growing up, Wayne State, I mean, what's happened? Well, UAD and um, Mercy are Division One team. Wayne yeah. State, what division would they be? Is it Division Two or something? Yeah, but there's there's soccer, great soccer games that go on there, and kickball. I think yes. they're not part, necessarily part of the college, but the facilities are great. And yes. and uh, Wayne State uh, has a, a good football team? Yes, everybody's excited right now, mm -hmm. too. Once upon a time, when I was a kid, the big game was Slippery Rock. Why Slippery Rock? I don't know. But you couldn't get in for Slippery Rock. But any other game, you could walk in and have a seat anywhere you like. Now, you have to plan going to a Wayne State football game. Where are you going to park? Where are you going to sit? Can you get tickets? Mm -hmm. It's a big deal now. Um, my dad coached there, ooh, I'm going to say good 20 years ago. But he still works out every day at Wayne State's Beautiful. facility. He is very much into the Wayne State community. Really? I yes. want to meet him next time yeah. I come back. I would, I would love, love to meet him. I would love that. This I would love so for you true. to meet both my folks. Um, my mom is how I met you, actually. Okay. I was uh, very lovesick, very forlorn. Oh, life is over, teenage girl. <laughs> and my mother didn't know what to do with me. I mean, I was, because I... I write all these awful sonnets about life is over, dramatic Catholic girl. She literally took me inside your store and left me there. <laughs> and she swears that she picked up a totally different child when she came to get me. Me and my friends would hang out there. Just hang out, because your yeah. store was the C&B scene for all the cool kids. Yeah, store. and that's the Cash Tech kids uh, hung yeah. out there every day. I hired all the Cash yeah. Tech kids. No resumes. I just talked to them. You're hired. Yeah, yeah. And she said that was a big change. Isn't you know, that, that great decided, to hear? You know, teenage depression isn't so cute, and I'd rather be cute and fun and hang out in this store. And that's and we welcomed it. We really <laughs> let, let the kids hang out. So, but mm -hmm. you grew up over by Old Tiger Stadium, mm -hmm. and this morning you were telling me about a park that you really like. Oh, it's important park, to you. It's which... in Corktown, right near um, Mungie's and Most Holy Trinity, mm -hmm. called um, the Murphy's Playlot. Love you know it. that park, Helen? It's a great playground. Um, in the summer, I don't. I generally don't. Well. I earn money in the summer, but I generally do not work in the summer. What I do is run a, a very small day camp where I take kids of busy parents and I show them my Detroit. Some live here, some live in the suburbs, but by the time they leave me, they know all the great secret playgrounds, they know the museums inside and out. We do a field trip 
every single day. We go somewhere. If it's not a playground, it's, it's a museum or stores or somewhere. Kids sometimes in this very regimented, you know, you've got to do something all the time world, they don't really know how to play anymore. They don't know what to do with a playground. And I take them to playgrounds and show them how to play. They learn how to negotiate. They learn how to, you know, figure out how are we going to do this next thing together. Because now there's no plugs. There's no instructions. There's none of that. You just have to go inside your head and learn how to play. And that's what we do. And Murphy's is one of our favorites. And we got to watch them build the Batman set. <laughs> so that was super I'm going to cool. try to scoot over there this oh, afternoon yeah. and take a look. And the, So that's on my itinerary, to spend some time with your dad. At Wayne State, we'll take a run together or something <laughs> and check the check the park. And I usually, I come with a long, every time I come, I have an itinerary of things I want to do. And, and, and Colin, so you were shaking your head. You knew about the, the playground. Well, it, the, with the playground plus the restaurants around it, she was saying, you know, it just... Uh, and, that, and that's what, I lived in Atlanta for a couple of years, and I just always miss the food in Detroit, because mm-hmm. so much ethnicity and culture mm-hmm. that is here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is mind-blowing that, you know, one day you can have some Thai food, mm-hmm. and amazing, the next you can have some amazing soul food, mm-hmm. or some Mediterranean food, mm-hmm. and it's some of the best in the I do say, and I will fight anybody about this, Detroit has the best pizza anywhere <laughs> you know and and my friends when i pick them up to the airport and they live in new york chicago la i have to take them to three to four different pizza places immediately you know within that week that they're here so, so they'd be like buddy's pizza yeah i went to what there's some of the others uh like, louis pizza okay, you know and nine to, uh nine into quinder is my favorite by far uh nikki's in downtown you know greek town is a phenomenal pizza you know, plus you see so many franchises that we have in Detroit that are pizza, Domino's, Little Caesars, Hungry Howie's, Jets, and hopefully they'll all be giving you free food or free uh, money for that. <laughs> and and the, the other nice thing is that you see people, uh, there's even like last week, Dehyde had an event called mm-hmm. uh, Ride and Dine. Mm-hmm. And so you went to three different, three or four different restaurants on your bicycles, you know. Yeah. So, And I think what's nice about that is that incorporates it, and maybe for the person that isn't quite comfortable to be on a slow roll. So they, they get kind of used to the comfort of where are we going. You know, indoctrinating people and the whole pleasure of riding your bike to go get a pizza, riding your bike to, like you did, you rode your bike from Rochester down here, obviously getting some work done or whatever you were doing, and well, came into the bank. Ban- yeah. oh, where, where area do you live in? You uh, said that earlier. Yeah, right? I live in Midtown. I live okay. I re- uh, right by the DIA. Okay. You know, yeah. I live in an old historical house that the uh, guy who owned it um, uh, owned, built CCS, you know, and owned all that land in front okay. of there. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I first moved, my friend gave me entire rundown about my street you know about every single house in there so and and what's wild is on my street there's three bed and breakfasts that are nationally known you know here's a little more rundown on your street is i found some paperwork of my father's Uh, my middle name is trowbridge there's a trowbridge street down in woodward and i only discovered that over the last couple summers and then the trowbridge house on jefferson and then when i started doing my research woodward avenue went through farms here and there was a trowbridge farm but my dad was i'm pretty sure he dropped out of high school was given piano lessons and he lit, I found this sheet, and he had 1939, 1940. He was a piano player. Mm-hmm. In 1939, lived at 317 Kirby, gave piano lessons, da-da-da, talking about now Center for Creative Studies. Mm-hmm. And then the other was Cliff Bells, because oh, yeah. he used to play piano there and also put his bands wow. in there because he booked music entertainment. Yeah. It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPN, Hawaii.com, and I, just a delightful pleasure to be sitting here with Colin 
and uh, Colin McConnell from Detroit Respect. I'll always know him as Colin. Just the, the <laughs> warm look in his eye when I saw him on the slow roll last week and thousands of people in Creektown and we were done with the ride but everybody was hanging in the street and he, he had this wonderful shirt that says believe there is good in Detroit but then it's the way he has the colors, the part of it says, be the good. And say that again, how you said it about people that they don't believe there's good in Detroit. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that in, around the world or even in the city or even around the city that believe that, you know, from what media has shown Detroit is that it looks like a zombie apocalypse or, you know. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to show people that there's beauty here mm -hmm. and Detroit is beautiful. Uh, on my Instagram, I don't do the... Detroit ruins that most people on Instagram yeah. that are famous yeah. Yeah. from it I show the beauty of Detroit uh -huh. and make people want to understand and come down here so when we're in the suburbs and people yell constantly at us saying there's no good in Detroit and so I said well then come down here and be the good you know volunteer be a part of what we're doing you know see a show and you know be a part of the charities come to the amazing museums I and mean, the African American Museum is one of my favorite museums one because it's walking distance from my house <laughs> but two it's one of the most largest museums in uh, correct me if I'm wrong in the U.S. or the world it is in the and, world and in I, the can, world. I can remember the, when the runs were starting we were to raise the funds just to build the museum back 35 years ago or so and and Robin I mean speaking of museums and the recreation destination that Detroit is and everything some great schools too and you're associated with the Friends School has been around since 1965 1965 yes we're the only Quaker school in Michigan we're a K through 8 school uh Friends, it's so hard to talk about friends in a nutshell. Uh, we're driven, uh, social justice is one of our strongest components. Um, our kids leave us and go to the best schools in the state, not just the city, but in the state, and on to the best colleges and universities. And we believe it's because of the foundation they get with us. Education, academics, all that, that's important. But being responsible for your community, your space is just as important. We believe they take that with them. Uh, we were founded by Judge Wade McCree the first because his daughter had been accepted to a very well-heeled girls' school, Catholic girls' school in Detroit, sight unseen based on what her papers said she was. But when she showed up and they found out she was black, they rescinded the invitation and she couldn't go. So he decided instead of fighting it, he decided to build something. And that's where Friends School came in. He got with the American Friends Society and they built Friends School and we're still going strong today. Right downtown. Yes, right, right downtown, downtown Detroit. In yeah. a beautiful location. The kids, they learn to love Detroit too, just by looking out of the window. It, they can see all of the landmarks, if you will, that becomes part of their memories of Detroit. Many of them don't live in downtown Detroit but they feel they do because they're there eight hours a day. They claim downtown Detroit is where they live regardless of where they may live. <laughs> you know, as Robin's talking, I, I, I always get teary because this is the part that I love about coming home. It's just, you know, it's, it's a couple of weeks, I have agendas and I take care of those, but it's all the, the stuff that happens in the pukas, or the, which means the, the, the spaces in Hawaiian. But it's the just the talking with people and feeling their care and their love and their joy. and 
and commitment. The, the commitment. I mean, you know, it's not easy sometimes being in Detroit, particularly in the kind of winters like you had last year. I mean, I'd be here all the time if it wasn't for the winters. But, yeah. but even all other kinds of things, you really got to be committed for any small business person. Um, having been a small business person all my life, I just I know how hard it is for people. We Herb and I struggled. We had a very dark exit out of the city. Somebody else wanted our space, and it was hard. And I love being a protector of everybody that's trying to make it happen and it's so exciting to see that it is happening for so many people one of my favorite things to do is uh, ride my bike down to campus marshes because i've seen detroit daily it growing you know by people coming down here businesses coming down here and so i hang out by campus marshes either at 1 30 where every all the businesses are on break mm-hmm. or i just stand there at like 8 a.m because to me that's i've never been in new york but that's probably the closest i would feel with the people just i stand still and and it's just energy. It's like a beehive of people going in different places. And that was something you wouldn't see a year, two, three years ago, you know, and even further. And that's what's breathtaking to me, you know. I love it. And in the 70s, the only place you saw that was down next to Emily's across the street, yeah, right? Yeah. Everybody beelined it out of their office buildings, went down there. We had the benches out there, everybody eating ice cream, their hot dogs, and all the activity that we used to have, and the boxing. We did a lot of the promotions with Tommy Hearns and the... It was a hub of activity that took a lot of years to create. And that's kind of full circle for me because I'm so getting one of those shirts. But <laughs> my first Detroit booster shirt I got from you, my WJZZ, my oh, first yeah. one. I had so many WJZZ. That was when Kurt, Kurt Russell was uh, with WJZZ then, mm-hmm. down on Grand Boulevard. Yeah, now he's got that morning show. one of our graduates. Okay. Yes, great family and, and great friends. And Cliff doing a great Russell's. job on uh, WCHB yes. 1200. I, everybody yes. I talk to, you guys tell me you got to be listening to that show in the morning. Yes, I, I love his show. Yeah. Now, he's a friend of my dad's, too. You should okay. get the two of them together and just turn the table well, Cliff and, and Cliff and Herb and I did some oh, hanging yes. out back in the early 70s, mm-hmm. so we you know yeah. we go, we all go way back a long <laughs> yeah. way. So it's a good story. It's been, yeah. been great talking with Colin McCall from Detroit, uh, from, uh, Detroit Respect, and you can get it on Facebook, Tumblr, uh, Instagram, Detroit Respect. How else would I uh, showcase what it is? Uh, just visit us at DetroitRespect.com. And you can see all uh, all the different designs we have in different styles. And like Colin says, Austin, Texas is one of their great biggest markets. So many Detroiters out there and people that also just love the city. So if you've got a, a, a family member that's somewhere else, send them a shirt from Detroit. That's what I do. I send people say nice things about Detroit bumper stickers or anything. And uh, so last thoughts to our listeners, Colin? Uh, you know, I would love to come out to Hawaii and uh, <laughs> show some Detroit love there. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just thank you guys for uh, being a part of the show and listening to what we're doing. And, and check me out on Instagram and see the beauty of Detroit. And thank you, Colin, for that warm welcome and, and us getting a chance to hook up. I think this is the start of many uh, rendezvous. And, and, and Robin, last thoughts to our listeners? I'd just like to tell you that those of us who love Detroit aren't just saying it to feel better. We really, really do. We love it, and we want you to love it like we love it. Let us tell you our stories. Don't let third parties tell you who we are. Let us tell you who we are. And a, a, a summertime day when that sun is shining in Detroit is every bit as pretty as being in Hawaii. <laughs> They're both great places. I feel very blessed to have a foot in both places. See Emily T. Gale show here on ESPNHawaii.com. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm going to start going around.